Yeah, I was trying to decide if this piece was a warning or an encouragement of there is time to make a decision. Which one do you guys think it is? I feel like what is really interesting to me is that Janine remains hopeful after all of this, you know, and you get a clear sense of who she is with her campaign ad, um, which was a great idea from Candace to add that into the script. And despite that, she's like, let me learn what how these people think. Fine. Like, I can't just assume that the way that I view life or the opinions I created are the way are, are right and just. Let's get rid of this idea of fake news. Let's consider whom we're listening to and the value that we're giving uh, to people and why they're saying things to us. I'm actually very hopeful that, you know, just common human decency can be restored and refreshed. Let's Shoot with Pete Chapman is a podcast on directing for anybody that's quite simply ever watched anything. Pete converses with a wide range of fellow directors, writers, actors, showrunners, producers, executives, and more on a journey to determine just what makes a good director and why we'll always need stories. The Director is Pete Chapman's digital studio, built on the pillars of craftsmanship that ensure a unique vision. I'm talking about story, innovation, perspective. Learn more about The Director, and better yet, get your official director's chair wear by visiting www.drctr.video. That's drctr.video. All right, what's up, people? Welcome to episode 21 of Let's Shoot with Pete Chapman. Uh, I am giving you an introduction from the set of Mythic Quest. Um, so part in the iPhone video, but um, we are having a follow up conversation on Wednesday morning, which is a 2020 election podcast event that I co-wrote with Candace Sanchez McFarlane. Uh, I directed the podcast and it stars Kelly McCreary, Spencer Garrett, Coleman Domingo, Blake DeLong, Joy Nash. Louis Ozawa, Elena Campbell-Martinez, Remy Ortiz, and Mani Ali Ahmad. Some super talented actors um, that came together to record this podcast in a COVID-safe environment, uh, one at a time with me as we kind of structured the whole thing uh, in the studio. And um, this episode is a roundtable conversation to follow up the release of the podcast last week as episode 20 and also on WednesdayMorningPodcast.com. So if you have heard it, you'll kind of get a little bit of further context into what we were doing. If you haven't, maybe hop back to episode 20 or to WednesdayMorningPodcast.com and check it out. But this uh, roundtable is moderated by the wonderful and amazing Soledad O'Brien. Uh, thank you to our producer, Tristan Nash, for coordinating that. Um, and we have a discussion around not only the podcast and the themes and what we're saying, but uh, the election itself. And as evidenced by yesterday's um, Supreme Court confirmation, many of the things that we touch upon in the podcast uh, are becoming more and more true. Uh, so satire is becoming uh, a mirror to life very quickly. 
And we are just seven days away from uh, this election season's conclusion. So I urge you to uh, get out there, vote early, stay in line, listen to Wednesday morning. It's a great way to uh, pass the time uh, and maybe inspire you to, to, you know, spread the word and stay active and, 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 and use your power in this election. So uh, enjoy this. After the jump, I'll come back and uh, we appreciate you. Roll sound. Speed. The interview. Take one. So for people who are uh, trickling in, first of all, thank you for uh, taking your um, valuable Sunday night time to join us for um, what may become a normal event in the pandemic, a listening party to a pod to a one episode podcast. Um, but we, uh, we're very excited to have you. We're very excited to um, play this thing for you. And as people trickle in, we're gonna just kind of have a holding pattern for a moment and then uh, we'll get going. But thank you um, and very thankful for Soledad O'Brien joining us from New York. So it's it's dark there. <laughs> um, We're we keeping Soledad up past her bedtime. So we really, really appreciate so you being This here. better be a great podcast, people. <laughs> I'm looking for No fresh. <laughs> I'm so excited to be included. And as everybody comes in, maybe we can start our conversation before you uh, roll the podcast. Yes. So why don't you start us off at the very beginning? Talk to me about the genesis of Wednesday morning, because it didn't it didn't start as a podcast. Well, I, I can hop in there for a second and uh, say uh, Pete and I had talked about how you get an angle into what's going on with this election, probably a year ago. And I remember Pete and Kelly, keep me honest, we all went to dinner, I think, I was in LA with you guys and we, we sat and we were talking about how to have this conversation in a way that didn't turn people off, but that was honest about the gravity of this election, the insanity of the political climate that we're living in, um, and that also found a unique angle. So we volleyed ideas back and forth for quite a few months and then the pandemic hit and that kind of changed everything. Yeah, so we were, I, that was March. I remember the date specifically, it was March 12th. Um, Kelly, who for those who, who might not be familiar, she's on Grey's Anatomy. She texted me and said, we just got shut down in the middle of a scene. And I was prepping the show and everyone's phones were beeping every two minutes. And it was at the point where it wasn't even rude to stop talking and look at your phone. And so first I was like, there's something there that's interesting and you'll, you'll, you'll hear in the podcast. Um, but the, the conversation kind of pivoted to how did we get here? And can we write something that deals with how we got to a place where millions of people are becoming infected or at that point were in route to becoming infected. Um, people are dying and it's somehow, there are two sides of the fence as to whether or not this is real or we should be taking action to um, remedy this situation. And so um, we created this podcast that looks at the reality of how we got here through a, a lens of satire and comedy and drama 
but anchored with honesty and love. And hopefully um, it does a great job in, in, in affirming some folks, but maybe opening the eyes of others. What's the here and how we got here? Is it right after that, that day after the election? Is it here, kind of the macro, like, oh my goodness, what the heck has happened to America? What's the here we're talking about? Yeah, I, that's a great question. I think it's both. At, at that point, it was, how did we get to this point where everything's just up for debate? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, like hard facts are now debatable. Um, and I think we all know how we got here, um, but I'll remain apolitical in my answer. Um, and I, I think in root to that, it's how did we get to, it's just, it's become a moving target because the project began as a, as a short film and a satire and we could never keep up with it. Like, like real events would happen and we'd have to rewrite to make it further away from what was happening. Don't give away too much. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, I mean, Candace, I don't know if you wanna, if you wanna hop in on that. I can that. make him stop. We could just stop him right there and go and some of the, the, the cast members are here. And maybe I'll ask them to weigh in on, on what, any cast members who wanna jump in on this conversation. What drew you into the project? What were your thoughts, your concerns? Who wants to start me off? I'll start, <laughs> I'll take the lead. So basically, look, the reason I am here is the same reason that we invited all of you people to, to listen, which is that um, we care about doing whatever we can to feel, to help people feel like they're part of this and to help people feel like this isn't insurmountable, that we have power to transform what's going on if we don't like it. And I'm a storyteller, you know, by trade. <laughs> and so that's my entry point. And, and I really firmly believe and I've seen the power of storytelling in, 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 in empowering people and helping them understand um, things that they didn't understand before. And so, so that, that's what, what drew me to the piece once it was written as, after I listened to all the brainstorming about it. <laughs> <laughs> Any other cast members want to weigh in? I'm so curious. I'll, I'll say something uh, because this this project, um, I, I'm kind of a little bit of a political junkie uh, and uh, I am less than impressed with the way that the media handles politics in this nation specifically. But I mean, across the world, there's obviously problems with that. And anything that we have that discusses the way that personally we interact with the media and we interact with politics, I think is very important discussion to have because we've come, we've come away from discussing politics as a normal everyday thing. We just, you know, it becomes contentious even just at the mention of it in certain scenarios. And that's mm -hmm. kind of a mess. Like we have to be able to talk about these things that are affecting us personally or in a larger scale, you know, even if it's not affecting us personally, we can see it, how it affects other people. And I think like something like this that, deals with how it affects people like on a personal level is very important because we need we need to understand what politics is and how it affects us and so many people just think it's like oh it's those people over there that are the politicians and politics is that evil dirty thing and it's not like but it's our lives you know it's 
it affects us on a one-to-one basis, and, you know? And so it should be not this taboo thing that just people get into fights over, you know? And, and you know, this kind of goes there and shows why it does, I, you know? Anyways, I don't want to talk about the project, <laughs> you know, whatever, but, but yeah. Deep tease for the project. Uh, is there yeah. another cast member who wants to weigh in before I ask a final question to Pete and then we, we roll the podcast? I'll just say that, um, you know, I, I was in college when 9-11 happened and lived through sort of the aftermath of that. And I think that was for a lot of people around my age, kind of the first big kind of moment of, you know, a big political reality check. And having lived through those years afterwards, it's so incredible to me to realize that today um, domestic terror outweighs the threat of international terror. Hmm. And so, you know, when you have an opportunity to work on a story like this, um, it's, you feel the importance of it, you feel the weight of it, and you want to tell the truth about it. And, you know, you have somebody like Pete, who's wise and sensitive at the helm to guide you, you can just kind of hit the gas and take your hands off the wheel and, and know that your performance is going to be in support of a story that you, that you know is going to contribute to a social discussion and hopefully social evolution. For Candace and for Pete, before we uh, play this podcast for everybody, uh, what do you hope people take away and, and what kind of support do you want for the project? I mean, it's hard because of course no one's seen it yet, but w- what are your big picture 35,000 foot goals for this project? We, it, you know, just picking up on what Kelly said, everybody is was invited here very intentionally. So being people that are invested in what's happening in the world was the most important thing because those are the people who are really gonna take something like this and make it as impactful as it can be. So the most important thing, honestly, for this particular project is we just ask for your help in spreading the word as far as possible. Um, In terms of what we actually hope the project does and what it was written for, um, Peter can let you and and Kelly, if you'd like, speak to the voting specifics. Yeah, I mean, obviously we'd love for people to spread the word. Um, This was our attempt to add to the get out the vote conversation in a creative way with the talents that were most readily available to us. Um, We'll be sharing a social media toolkit for everyone and we'd love your support in drawing attention to Wednesday morning, but more importantly, the election and the conclusion of this election season. Um, Do everything you can to employ your friends to vote uh, your friends, your followers, your fans, your family, make sure they are voting. They have a plan to vote if they're voting in person. And it's crazy. It's, it's come to this, but arrive ready, right? And when it used to be, you just go and you pull a ballot, but now you need to bring a mask, have childcare, chairs, maybe. Lunch. Lunch. (laughs) I've got friends in Atlanta who, who were there for 11 hours already and it's early. So have a plan, um, follow the hashtag stay in line and party at the polls um, and track your ballot because if any errors are found that make it invalid, you must be notified in a timely fashion so that you can fix your ballot. Um, and Yeah, and so basically in conclusion, I, I bet those, he hit all points. Um, uh, if this is a story that resonates with all of you, which is, you know, which we hope that it will, 
what allow this to be a tool for getting that message out that those messages of at the conclusion of this election season we have um you know these are the things we need to do make a plan stay in line etc but i don't want to repeat what pete said so um this is a tool for you uh, should you choose to use it so with that, we thank you very much for being here. And I hope you have, after all of these, um, after this brief Q&A <laughs> in advance, have a lot of questions about what's gonna happen. So we're gonna answer them all with this story. And um, yeah, here we go. We'll see you after if you wanna stick around. This is Simone Missick and you're listening to Let's Shoot with Pete Chapman. How to Succeed as a Creative Professional is Pete Chapman's upcoming book about his journey as a director. What started in 1993 has been a marathon full of persistence and creative pivots, transitioning from indie filmmaker to teaching at NYU's acclaimed film school, to running a production company, to directing television and commercials, and ultimately eyeing a return to the feature films that gave him his start. A mixture of how-to, self-help, and inspiration, this book will be for any person eyeing a successful career in a creative art. How to Succeed as a Creative Professional is coming soon. All right. Fantastic. And crazy. Congrats. Can I ask you guys a couple of questions before you guys uh, wrap up for the evening? Just a couple of things that I thought maybe we could hear from you, uh, the producers and directors, and then also maybe from the cast. Um, Talk to me about some of the issues that are raised. Obviously, race and racial justice front and center. What were you what were you trying to say there? Maybe um, uh, who wants to start that off? Maybe Candice, you want to tackle that first and then I'll have Pete join. We really didn't want to shy away from race. I mean, it was um, it was something we wanted to be really straightforward about. And when we were developing just overall, how do we build these characters? It really started with identity first, and that was our way to to lean into the issues. So that was pretty. It was very intentional to do it that way. Um, as we talked about in the beginning, we really wanted to find an angle that allowed us to. Um, not turn people off, but deal with just the the gravity and the extreme times that we're living in, and um, race is a big part of that. Yeah. Pete, and and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna hand off to my wife here. <laughs> well done. Well, you know, as as negatively as the notion of identity politics was viewed after the last election, you know, the fact is that it's, it's, it, it, our politics cannot be divorced from these identities, right? Like there are, there are uh, trans rights on the line right now. That is a particular kind of identity. There are the lives of, of black folks on the line. You can't, you can't separate that from the way that people are voting. And so, um, and so the other thing is that people really care about that. And they don't, I find as, as a human being, as a voter, I don't like it when you try to dance around the subject. You know, if you, when, when you go right to it, you make people feel seen and heard and acknowledged. So that's what we are trying to do with this. 
for cast members when you see it now, and I'm not sure if you had a chance to see it all done before you're seeing it now, uh, what's your takeaway? What's 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 um, stuck with you? Makes me so nervous. <laughs> um, yeah, it was very powerful. Um, yeah. What part of it makes you nervous? What do you mean? Uh, just the oh, just the election <laughs> and everything that's on the line and that has been and yeah, it just became. I think it's all been very palpable, but just that was. Uh, I mean, being part of it was intense, but hearing it all together, just I could feel it just so uh, a lot of pain. And and, yeah. I'll add that everybody recorded separately. So no one has any idea what the other people around them were saying uh, until right now, because we were working under COVID and they were just with me and the um, uh, recording engineer. Yeah. So it was, wow. it was a different way of working and it was tougher for, like, uh, I, I, maybe it was tougher and more challenging because I'd have to be like, I know you don't hear where this is going, but this person is going to be like this on the other side. So this might feel big, but it will be, it'll be a handshake. Mm -hmm. um, for me, what, what was really impactful about this piece, and, and it's uh, as a Latinx person who has family in Texas who don't vote the same way that I vote, mm -hmm. um, it, you know, it's, it's always been very mystifying and it still is mystifying to understand how people can get their own interests, vote against their own interests. As we were saying, your identity has a lot to do with how you vote, but there are people like so many people in this piece that were, that are co-opted by the, the, like they say, you know, like this guy who's got all the money and all the power and he makes everybody dance and you know, and everybody's, you know, and everybody else is, you know, playing the drums for him or whatever. But, you know, why does that happen? You know, how does that happen? Because it's really hard. It's mystifying when you're on the, on the outside looking in and you're like, I don't see why people would do that. Like, how do people get co-opted like that? But it's scary. Yeah. Piggybacking on that, the, the line that's repeated a few times in this of consider the source is, is so uh, impactful because I think that that is what it is. I think the people that will believe whatever they're told, they don't care where this, you know, if they believe the source, it doesn't matter if the source, how, you know, untruthful or whatever it is. It's just like to them, it's, you know, it's the Bible, it's, it's the scripture, you know, like, because it comes from this one person's mouth, regardless of all the crazy stuff that they've done. And, and that's, a, it's still, it is mystifying. And it's even a story like this, just, I feel like even maybe three years ago would have been absurd, you know, because we, we weren't seeing what was happening to the country, even in the early days of, like, we, you know, we had our fears, but like, we didn't understand how bifurcated we were going to become. But like, it's uh, the intensity of, of, of this partnered with like the casual atmosphere that it has with all that bubbling underneath is just so real. I feel like I feel that every day, you know? Um, yeah, especially with people that share different political views, you know, it's always, it's always there, you know, it's like, what, what are they thinking really, you know, what, what is really going on with those people? Yeah, I know that's what sticks with me, I guess. It was really important also to, to take that opportunity for, um, 
for those that had up until this moment operated against their own interests. So Pastor Eric, Governor Cheryl, but at a moment when it was life or death that they made that choice, that they made the change. And that was really important to, to reflect in this piece because I think there's so much of that, uh, especially in this last stretch of the election, there is still time. You can still make that choice, right? And it was really important to, to elevate that perspective. Yeah, I was trying to decide if this piece was a warning or an encouragement of there is time to make a decision. Which one do you guys think it is? I mean, I, I for, you know, I've listened to this 900 times in the last <laughs> week um, to get it ready. And so I, I feel like what is really interesting to me is that Janine remains hopeful after all of this, you know, and you get a clear sense of who she is with her campaign ad, um, which was a great idea from Candace to add that into the script. And despite that, she's like, let me learn what how these people think. Fine. Like, I can't just assume that the way that I view life or the opinions I've created are the way are, are right and just. And I think it's hopeful in the sense that, you know, like the power to the people, you know, uh, let's get rid of this idea of fake news. Let's consider whom we're listening to and the value that we're giving uh, to people and why they're saying things to us. I'm actually very helpful. I'm helpful, very hopeful that, um, you know, just common human decency can be restored and refreshed. I'm hopeful for that. But uh, it's cyclical because when challenges come, the people who understand how to push other people's buttons know exactly what to do to elevate themselves. And so it's how can we make these people, how can we make folks aware of um, the music that they're being uh, complicit in, in creating and the music that they're dancing to? Yeah, clearly. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to add to that, just as a maybe a counter argument, I, I, I do happen to think that it's hopeful and it, it does give people, I hope that it really does give people a reminder. Um, m most of us already know where we're voting, you know, or, or how we're voting rather, but let us just be reminded of how much power we actually do have. And, but on the flip side, I do think it's a cautionary tale because it's like, we do know, we can predict how this is going to go at this point, you know, let's, and let's be really, really real about, you know, the, 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 the fact that we are headed in an autocratic authoritarian direction. And this is an, a thought exercise that's kind of fun and funny to experiment with. Is it a horror show? Is it a dark comedy? But it's like, it's a worthwhile intellectual exercise because it's what we're facing down, right? So, so, um, so, yeah. Caution. I would have to say both because I'm a Libra and I, you know, can't make decisions. So I would say it's both a cautionary tale and a hopeful story. You kind of hinted on this, and I'll give you the final word on it, which is. Uh, you said people should really have a plan about where they're going to vote. And I know from your t-shirt and kind of everything else in this podcast, it's a lot of it is around, let's not waste the, how many days do we have left? 14 days, 12 days, 13, whatever it is. Uh, 17 days. A relatively small amount of time before time is up. 
So why don't you give us a final word on that? Because obviously voting is everything, but I think for me, voting around, maybe not even just your own interests, but what are in the best interests of democracy might be a good thing to reflect on as well. Well, if I, if I may alley-oop you, um, I'll say, because you are, are more aware and more active in so many organizations that are talking about this, and I get the information passed on to me. Um, but I will say that, um, and we'll talk about this in the toolkit that people get, it's called Wednesday morning, but it's important for folks to be aware that this particular election may not, we may not know what the result is on Wednesday morning. So it's a great title, but um, with all the mail-in ballots that are coming, um, that'll be part of our wording to make sure that folks don't think that these elections are concluded on Wednesday morning because this could go into mid-December, just throwing it out there. And then right. The notion of Wednesday morning is strictly imaginary at this point, right? We all know that like this every vote will be counted. That I think is one of the, you know, the 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 messages that we're all getting. If we are engaged in this in this room, if we are all engaged with um encouraging people and informing people about the electoral process this year, then we are, we know that Wednesday morning, we may not have an answer, right? And so we need to be reminded that if you um, are, uh, it's so important to vote early if you can. And it's so important to um, remember that your vote must be counted and will be counted before all is said and done. And so, you know, this thought experiment, this story ends on Wednesday morning and we don't want our Wednesday morning to look like this one, right? So, so that's, um, and, and so, yeah, so moving forward, um, that, that's a story, be ready to vote get out there with your plan and all of the tools that you need, especially what you need to know about voting down ballot and, um, and, and be prepared for the outcome to come later than you think. Yeah. I know and I said last question, but there is a Q&A, a question oh. in the Q&A. So I'm going to ask it and we can make this our last question. The shots at the end, right, Na writes Nancy Hirsch, are we supposed to imagine who got shot? So for me, that is, uh, originally it was written to be one gunshot. Then uh, sitting there with Matt Polis, who's our sound designer, um, and Eric Lewis, uh, who's our composer, I recognize that that might present an assumption that we don't want. So I added two more. And it's really, to me, the death of democracy. And that I hope is what, um, you know, Life that's fair. the threat. That's the threat. Yeah, like fair comedy. Um, that's that's really the threat. We're we're all being triggered, and and for him, it's the alarm. It's the alert. You know, um, we have to recognize the sources. We have to recognize the buttons that are being pushed, and we have to recognize the potential violence, not only of a vote, because a vote is a violent thing for people um, for whom uh, their lives will be dramatically changed by those who come in office that represent that vote. Um, it's just kind of a wake up call to all. And uh, I just want to make sure to really give uh, a, a big thanks to Soledad for taking the time out to do this. Claps, uh, whatever we do on Zoom. I, I think I've seen this on Zoom. Um, <laughs> and uh, also to the, to the cast that have joined us. 
Thank um, you so much for being here, y'all. Exactly. And the crew, um, I think I mentioned everybody that's here um, and in the in the attendees list. And it's just really a, a warming of the heart to be able to make something this as a like this as a passion project with people who are so talented. Um, and we just hope that folks will help us get the word out um, to all far and wide. Um, and maybe we'll get a few more votes in the right direction. <laughs> which, which direction is the right one? <laughs> oh, blue. Vote All right, blue. let's be yeah, clear. Let's blue. be clear and plain. Vote blue. Is Wait, isn't that the left direction? No. <laughs> Congratulations, guys. It, guys, it's uh, it's fantastic, and thanks for allowing me to be part of this conversation. Great, great job. And we got 15, 16, 17 days to go. All Thanks, right. Thanks for having us. It's been an honor to work on this. What's up, people? This is Pete Chapman. Follow me on Instagram and on Twitter via at Pete Chapman. Follow the pod on Facebook on our Let's Shoot with Pete Chapman official page and hit up our mailbag with questions, suggestions, or hey, donations if you're feeling like it via Let's Shoot with Pete Chapman at gmail.com. And just in case you need to know how to spell it, that's Pete with the last name C-H-A-T-M-O-N. All right, so I hope you enjoyed uh, that conversation. Uh, thank you for tuning in to episode 21. Next week, I don't even know if we're gonna have a pod next week because uh, I'm just not taking the time to uh, record one right now. Uh, it's gonna be more important to be out there uh, urging people to vote, hopping on phone banks, um, doing everything that we can uh, to make sure uh, the votes are, are, are not only counted, but uh, but made. Levers are pulled, mailboxes are opened, um, lines are waited in. So um, I don't know when we'll be back, probably a week or so after um, the election. Um, but you know, to everybody out there, keep the faith, obviously stay blessed, stay safe, spread love. Um, but most importantly, just vote, 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 and make sure you're getting five other people to confirm that they're going out to vote. And you know what, not five, 10. Get them on the hook and get them to confirm that they've done it. And if you've got the resources, drive them to the polls or, you know, help them deliver their ballots to a certified uh, sanctioned mail drop uh, for their ballot. So, you know, that's the word, y'all. Democracy is a uh, is only for those who earn it, I suppose. Um, it's a tough fight. And, uh, you know, I'm glad y'all tuning in to the podcast and I will see you when I see you. All right. Peace.